0: Welcome to 40K Radio. Hello, and welcome to episode 99 of 40K Radio. I am your host, Matt Alex. With me, as always, is Jeff. Hello, and Amy. Hello. And today we are going to talk more about 10th edition. Um, the Many more Faction previews, but also GW is kind of to send us a Leviathan box set to take a look at. So we'll be talking about that today. But as always, we'll just start with hobby stuff first. And let's start with Amy today.
1: Uh, so as I think uh, I have mentioned, I'm in the process of packing to move. And let me tell you, there is some Warhammer archaeology going on. <laughs> now, I will send this uh, handy hint that I have discovered. Um, if you get a literature mailer box, which is like 11 by uh, or like 11 and a half by nine and a quarter by two inches, it fits sprues great, especially in boxes that you have already started to break down. So, for example, the Wrath of the Soul Forge King or whatever order those words go in. I had traded away my uh, Imperial half and everything that was left fit in that little box great and also for like those random models that are not completed but that i have built and maybe primed for various and sundry projects here and there they all go in the boxes and then i label them and they all stack and it's (laughs) great uh but i did find some cool stuff in in the depths of the warhammer collection uh that i'll have to go through at some point but (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So um that's that's been a lot of my hobbying has been going through and going, I didn't know I had this. Wow, all right, this is great. But I don't have a problem. It's
0: fine. I, I, I can have, quit I any have time I want. Yes. What was the most surprising thing you found? Like you're like, Oh my god, I have this?
1: Oh boy. Um I didn't dig too deep into some of the older oh, well no, I do know. So someone when I was working at the game store, someone had come in to quote unquote donate. Their old Warhammer stuff that they were not using. A lot of it was built, some of it was primed, none of it was painted. Some of it is, just uh, like it's, a mess. Um, and so my boss was basically like, just, just take whatever you want. Just take, just take whatever you want. <laughs> and so I, I did just take all of it because <laughs> there was not like a whole lot. So. Um, There's, there's some forge world resin in there. Um, there's basically, I gotta say, there's gotta be close to 3000 points of Tyranids in there. Um, which is wild. Uh, yeah, I, I don't even entirely know. There's like, I think there's like most of a gray Knights paladin army just in a box. Mostly built. That's fine. Sure. (laughs) Why not? Um, so it's all—it's all a lot of stuff that I really have no idea. I do have the old um, Warhammer Fantasy Chaos Knights on horses. Um, that I—it was like the first project that I ever really wanted to do, but then I didn't feel like I was skilled enough to do it. Um, but I was going to make them into the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, um, even though they're a box of five, and uh, I. They're still there. They're new inbox. <laughs> I'll get to that. I'm looking for that. I know I have a sprue of zombies. Like the old zombies, they oh, just yeah. came in a bag and they were great. And I am hoping that those are around somewhere. Because they were fantastic. So yeah. And mostly it's mostly at this point the surprise is volume.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, remember this project I was gonna do? Oh
1: yeah. Oh uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's where I'm at.
1: It's fine. It's fine. <laughs>
0: How about you, Jeff?
2: Oh, well, I mean, you sent me a bunch of tyrannies, and, uh, like, the same way I approach food, I kind of looked at it and went, yeah, I'm going to eat all of this. <laughs> I'm eat it quick. But it day. turns out that I'm very, it turns out I'm a very busy person, Um they get really mad when I go and go to my workplace for a long time oh, yeah mm. and also like we, we have mold at the workplace it's, it's it's a mess it's a, it's a huge mess so yeah. while I was thinking to myself what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna paint the entire combat patrol portion those Tyranids so that I'm like really ready to go when 10th edition hits yeah I'll be really happy if I get two models done. <laughs> otherwise it's it that's, that's what I did I, I did do um, a bit I think I even started before Amy was doing her inventory like I was looking at those Tyranids and I went you know what I need to take stock of what I have unpainted of Tyranids mm-hmm. and whew, <laughs> that was uh, it was a lot <laughs> <laughs> turns out I have more unpainted than I have painted and Tyranids is my largest army by a number yeah yeah so yeah no that's pretty much it like no no super fun things I, I mean I do have a couple of uh Forge World models I need to do from, from those Tyranids I need to finish my hair then and I have the original Trigon because Ooh. if you're young like I don't know in your 20s and just getting into this hobby and you're finding this podcast and going oh wow the geezers are talking about toys um the Trigon didn't always wasn't always plastic. It used to That's be right. it used to be a a year old resin model. And <laughs> fun fact, although I do have a trigon for my army, it isn't plastic. I've never done a plastic trigon or <laughs> Moloch. But I have one in my stash that I need to do. Amazing. So yeah. It's mostly when the um when the preview for Tyrannus came out, I went, oh, man, Rupture Cannon? I don't have a effects Well, I don't have a built Tyrannofx. <laughs> I was looking at it and I was like, all right, Genius theater I'm fine. I've, I've only got about 40 of those, so I should be okay. The, the, anyways, the, the whole thing, like, just getting excited for these new rules for Disarming me got me into... Digging into my stuff, but also trying to rush something I don't want to rush because I still want them to look good. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Um, I wanted to do this thing where I was going to compare the size of the uh, – the, the ori- not the original, but the, the current Lictor with the Von Ryan Leapers because mm. there's a slight size difference, and that's interesting. And then I thought to myself, wow, Jeff, don't you have a metal – Lichter from way back when. You could do all three, put them side by side. How exciting! Except I'm a moron, and it's a metal uh, zoanthrope. Like, <laughs> not metal <laughs> floaty zoanthrope, but the one yeah, that but... actually had feet <laughs> Right, right. You can forgive my mistake in the sense that the original zoanthropes look nothing like the current ones. I mean, Google it, you'll see. It's a world of difference. They do look way more close combat. Um, but, unfortunately, this glorious plan which would have been really fun like short video is not gonna happen because i i have a red terror in metal i have an old one eye in terror in metal the only things i don't have of those metallic (laughs) big models is the lictor and the original hive tyrant so bummer i guess (laughs) how about you matt yeah i mean you've got like a bunch of Leviathans stuff, and I hear you've been making some purchases.
1: Yeah, we'll talk you want about to talk purchases. To
0: talk? We'll talk about purchases <laughs> when we talk about tenth edition in a little bit. <laughs> but uh, I have been painting up the Space Marines combat patrol that comes in the starter box. Um, you know, it, it's tedious, but there's something relaxing about edge highlighting Space Marines because there's there's so many edges. But you just kind of just go and get into the zone and and work through them. It's pretty much done. I'm waiting for, so you can see pictures of them on our Facebook, but I am waiting for transfers because I went with my favorite chapter, Crimson Fists, which used to be on all the transfer sheets, but are now not on the transfer sheets anymore. How dare. So I had to order some because I did buy Forge World. Uh, Crimson Fist transfer sheets a while ago, but they're in my storage unit, um, mm-hmm. which contains my life right now, and they're, <laughs> like, in the back corner at the bottom, and I'm not going to unpack the entire... In
1: the... I don't, I'm not going to need these.
0: In the... By the time we need that, I will have moved into a new place. Well, guess what? Yeah. No. Yeah. So, I I just bought some um, on... Just on eBay, and I'm just waiting for them to arrive, but... I mean, they're... Um, the new Terminator models are—they're are, great. They're definitely way more chunky. Lots of nice little details. But um, the thing that I—I I noticed because I um, had some of the older models nearby is, uh, which I thought was interesting, is they've defined the barrels on the Stormbolters now. Like it's two separate barrels instead of that one big chunky block. Oh. And I was like, oh, that's a nice little detail. So. Um, definitely an improvement or the older, older minis. It'll be interesting to see when the actual box that comes out, but with all the different options, because actually I should say putting these together, uh, they do really meet it when they say you don't need glue. Um, <laughs> you can, you can push these things together and they will stay together, which is nice for new people jumping. Yeah. in. Yeah.
2: I like, whenever it comes to like these push fit things, like the pro tip I try to give people is just sh- shorten, the pegs just a little bit. Yeah, there were a few because sure, sometimes yeah. they're a little too long, and then you get the gaps. That sucks.
1: And getting it back apart is, is not impossible. Yeah, yeah. I build a lot of underworlds. That oh happens,
0: yeah, they're so. all push fit, right? Or yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Because there's no, now, um, being... there's no painting requirement for underworlds, right? True. So you just build them and go.
2: And, and that being said, the um, like the push fit mall like there used to be a time where oh these are push it mall they're gonna suck that right. is no longer the case like they look
0: gorgeous and there's and
2: a lot more single pose
0: yeah and there's a lot of places where you look at the peg you're like there's no way that's gonna fit but then you you know like twist the arm a little bit and it just slides right in and it's perfect so yeah they, they go together really really easy um there weren't too many too bad as far as like mold lines go and there weren't a lot of sprue connection points on the uh
2: we're we're at a very weird place where I find the mold lines are they're there but they've become so subtle yeah. that sometimes it's it's hard to find them. We also have to remember that off.
1: these are also brand
0: new. Yeah, mold. first run.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm just I'm just oh, saying yeah. that like it's great not to have as many mold lines, but there is this kind of gray area, this tipping point where it becomes <laughs> more annoying to have less.
0: Yeah,
2: because there's not enough,
0: and there's there's not, you know. It used to be with the screw connection points, they just they'd be all over the place, right? Yeah. Most of these now, on these, seem like they were in areas that you know it wasn't like a, a corner or a, or a a sharp or a rounded edge or something. You know what I mean? I love when they put them
1: like in glue spots.
0: Yeah, it's so nice. Yeah, there was quite a few that were on the uh, like the end of the peg. Yeah, which is nice. Love that. Good job, G. Dubs. But yeah, so that's that's what's been taking up my time. Um, and hopefully, well, you'll be able to see pictures of them on our on our social medias once once I get my transfers because they'd look silly without them. <laughs> you do get a pretty extensive transfer sheet in the box too, which you've uh, probably seen in the previews. There's a lot of like scripture to to put on the Terminators, which is neat.
1: Oh, nice. That's
0: good.
2: Here, not everybody likes to put on their own scriptures. <laughs> That's
0: true. But we have seen a a number of of faction previews and it feels like today we're finally running out because we're on today was uh what do they call it index everything Elses or something?
1: Yeah, the uh yeah. Imperial Imperial agents. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um couple things that I find interesting. Uh, so in, we'll get to it, but one of the nice things in Levi in the rule book, the big Leviathan rule book is that it has all the combat patrols in there. Mm -hmm. There's no Harlequin combat patrol. And we haven't seen any faction focus for Harlequins either. No. Um, and did they say usually on their posts, they say, what, here's what's coming tomorrow. um, I didn't look today to see what it was, but...
1: It is um, an assortment tomorrow, of Space yeah. Marine... Uh, was, factions? Sub-factions, yeah.
0: So that yeah. is uh, interesting. I wonder what's going on with Har- my poor Harlequins.
1: My Harlequins.
0: Ugh. The poor army that they had I so much, much trouble Harlequins,
2: balancing. I think the Harlequins, much like um, the Anari, and much like in the War 9th edition, have just been folded into the Eldari.
0: Mm. Yeah, they could just be a part of that codex. You know, like you're – they're just an HQ choice and a lease choice. Because they only had six things in their book anyway. It wasn't a very extensive book. So I imagine if they fold it in when they get their codex, right, they'll have a specific detachment for. Sure, reference. right. Yeah. And you'll have – we'll, we'll yeah. see the stats for them day one anyway. So, But it could also be like their last preview. Like here's something, you know – that we've changed pretty drastically. True. They well, all have a 2 I plus Marvel
2: Well, I dug out the, um, the image that they gave for the indexes during the preview at Warhammer Fest, mm. and everything that we've seen so far, except what we're going to see tomorrow, well, on Thursday, is exactly what we got. Um, the only significant difference... Was that instead of Imperial Knights and Chaos Knights, there was only one image uh, for Knight night households, and I guess that's changed. So I don't know, man. I'm very I'm not optimistic that they're gonna they're gonna pull a surprise. The last thing is the Harlequins. Yeah, especially since Thursday is uh, the Imperial Variety Pack, between <laughs> Variety Pack and then Friday is the Core Rules. Right. Uh, I think we've run out of time for. We run out of time for cool uh, Harlequin things. That Sorry. doesn't
1: mean that when the actual codex comes out, they can oh, no. still when do de- a codex with models, and that would be fun. But it might not be worth putting out a separate index
0: at this time. And uh, you'll get the like I said, right? You're gonna That's, get that the more plausible. Yeah, you're gonna we'll get the because you're supposed to get the in the data sheets for every every um unit that already exists mm-hmm. so we'll have harlequin data sheets and the eldar generic army rule anyway is get a bunch of fate dice ish things which they
1: yeah, yeah
0: yeah yeah which they were using anyway right that was part of the right near the end you could take the harlequin upgrade that everybody took was the i get miss uh fate luck of the laughing guy that they called it anyway so yeah, so it could just you? You I think you're probably right. I mean, they they unless they expand the codex significantly, right? Because there's only yeah. six selections in the entire army, and most of those are characters or uh, they're elites. In uh, I mean, right? Because you had the one, the troop master, the shadow seer, the three, two or three cha- like other characters, a troop, and then like two vehicles. So mm. there wasn't much there. But
2: I would love to see an expanded Harlequin Codex, one that has a few more units, a couple of cool things, maybe like a a larger tank type thing. Like, I I mean, they're supposed to be modeled kind of on a traveling um, theater troupe. So give them give them a a caravan. Give give us the uh, the the, the floating uh, grav caravan for their troop. And
0: by all means, everybody else is getting them. Give us uh, an avatar of Sagrash,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and bring back some of that cool uh, Rogue Trader stuff, like the Harlequin, Wraithlord, mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. like that. But we'll see. Well, I mean, we know we're getting rules for what we have now, and what they do with it will be. Uh, was I don't have it in front of me? Was the Eldar Codex one of the coming soon codices? I don't think so. Yeah, that's good. Let me go check that out.
2: Vamp a little, friends.
0: Um, but we have gotten <laughs> an extensive amount of of faction previews. Um, have any of them, like, what has been your guys' favorite one that you've seen? Oh boy! I think I will say I have looked at everyone, and there's something that I've been like, "Oh, this army sounds like it's no fun anymore." Like they all seem no very cool and thematic to what the army feels like from a fluff perspective.
1: Yeah, I was so I liked that they did thousand Suns, and I liked the thousand Suns, and then they were like tomorrow's gray nights and I was like, of course it is. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, kind of like the I mean, I have a hard time saying this, but the gray nights look kind of fun. I mean, they look like an absolute pain to play against.
0: That's one of the patrols I bought.
1: Oh, man, it looks kind of fun. I go. I'm just
0: going to warp all over the board.
1: Right? Uh, like, let me just go. Um,
0: um
1: yeah. 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 Gene Stealer Cults also.
0: Oh, God. That's one of the other so ones I bought. So
1: good. So good. That was
0: so cool. I, I'm, I,
1: uh, I, am excited about Gene Stealer Cults.
0: I was actually, um, I've never been a, a Tau fan. Um, yeah. Um, just from the army, the, the aesthetic of the army just isn't something sure. that I like. But the, uh. fool I. <laughs> but I mean, go on. <laughs> I, I want to hear your wrong thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I did like how they kind of have their special role where, Like you can increase another unit's ballistic skill by having another unit like that can see that unit. It's very, feels very like the observer and guided thing feels very, very tau. And, yeah. um, and the, uh, the way that I love the way drones work now because they were such a, a pain before,
2: yeah. This seems like it's going to be the uh, the token edition, uh, of yeah, 40K. Yeah.
1: yeah. There's
2: a lot sure. of things that require tokens to keep track of, a lot of the minor models, such as familiars and uh, and, and drones, are all tokens for upgrades. So, yeah, it's 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 interesting. The Tau although they are one of the armies that when they did the preview, my initial reflex was, what is this bullshit? I'm angry. <laughs> um, it's a pretty good their, rant. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's a good rant that ends with me admitting that I like, I'm probably wrong. And like, I'll, although I have some questions about some of the design decisions, like I don't think they're as nerfed as, as my initial reaction was. Sure. But the, uh, the the bottom line is, no matter what, I still thought they looked interesting to play, and I think that's my that's that's my situation right now. Like I, none of these previews really made me want to go out and get anything new, hmm. but they all made me want to really dive back into a bunch of stuff I already have. Sure.
1: Yeah, that's a good. That's pretty accurate. I mean, the thing is, uh, being. Uh, Adepticon, Orthodox. Uh, my plans were already set. <laughs> right. Like I was, I, they were going to have to do something pretty outrageous for me to alter plans. You know what I mean? So like, I kind of already went into it knowing what was going to be happening for the next year. Yeah, yeah. But still, still
0: fine. Um, and I, I you know, the Tau. I think the strategy that they showed. Like, for me, that was like, oh, this is very perfect. Like, the thing where, they, where, where an opponent, she declares them as a charge, they can fall back into a vehicle. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's very, like, I well, think a lot of go. players would like that. Like, but...
2: Um, yeah, and my, my initial thought on that was, this is cool, but I'm still in 10th edition brain, where I'm thinking, whatever, like, in ninth edition brain, where I'm thinking, well, if they can redirect that charge and charge into the paper thin walls of a devil fish. That's not going to be much help, but no, nah, that's not the case. Like a 10th edition, that de- devil fish is probably going to be closer to what we've already seen in vehicles. Yeah. Much. tougher. And yeah, if, if we're assuming about as tough as the equivalent vehicle, like normally, un- unless you have like dedicated vehicle busting close combat doing that charge, it should be fine enough to leave. And also, because it doesn't have the damage track that we're used to seeing its mm. damage tracks is a lot more forgiving it it'll be able to leave at a decent speed, not just limp away three inches
0: yeah yeah it's been uh it's it's been interesting seeing all the different faction focuses that they've done in and like i said I don't, none of them have i mean some of them aren't interesting to me, but none of them have been like oh well that it looks like that army – is bad now, um, or doesn't seem interesting for the people that like it now, um, and the big thing that they're pushing, which we'll see soon, is Combat Patrol. And I have a problem where I have purchased like four <laughs> Combat Patrols after the previews. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, mm-hmm. I, I bought the Gene oh, column God. before the preview because I was like, "Oh, that'll be easy. This will let me paint Gene cult and play Gene Seracult without having to paint like a hundred models." Yeah. But, um, I, I got the Grey Knights one um, and the Death Guard one, too. Uh, the Grey Knights one looks so uh, so stupid
1: fun. I know, It's Damn. like, I don't really
0: like Grey Knights that much, like, but I can I mean, paint 15 um, models.
1: Yeah. Plus, I mean, they're shiny boys, so shiny boys are always easy to paint. No problem. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's true. And it comes with fun shiny boys, right? It's a squad of Terminators and a Dread Knight. <laughs> and then a, a librarian, and then just a squad of the flamethrower guys i think so amazing so neat neat uh neat shiny boys not boring shiny boys um so gw making
2: like, sound like the cadeptus are boring shiny boys <laughs>
0: uh yeah they uh they got rules too uh, <laughs> no, they they do. They look, sure, do have rules. They they also look look neat where they can pick stances and for close combat and stuff. Um, I have never been a big fan of them.
1: No, they're fine.
0: They're fine. But that's just me. I know there's lots of players who love their custodes. <laughs> so Games Workshop was kind enough to send us a Leviathan box set. Um. Interestingly, what I th- so what I thought was interesting in the box set is you don't get data slates for the models. Huh. Um, you have to so you have That's to, and there's also nothing in the box that directs you to hey go online and download these.
2: Huh.
0: And my question is going to be: after they release like the space frontier in and Codex, are they going to keep the data slates for the box set boys still online for free? Right, because each codex is going to come with a pack of data right. slates. Right. And my assumption for the other books is that once that happens, unless you're a combat patrol, which is a wholly, totally separate thing, right, your data slates are going to come offline because you can go to the store and buy them instead.
1: Hmm. That's interesting.
0: But I assume, like, they have to keep the – they or they don't have to, but they would keep but, the yeah. starter box guys online. Um, yeah, available
1: unless they are really not planning on having that box around for very long. Yeah,
0: that's true. Which
1: too. is also a possibility.
0: Yeah. About Leviathan. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, they right they said it's <sighs> no. not a it's not really a a starter set, right? Because as we've no. seen, there's no dice in there. There's no measuring stick or anything in there. Yeah, no, it's a it's yeah. models, a beefy rulebook, um, and the mission cards, which are great. Right, that, that it, little yeah. mission card pack comes with cardboard objective tokens, mission, like tons of missions, tons of deployments. It's it's well worth it if you're not gonna get the box to get that.
2: It gives me the impression that they're doing Leviathan I don't want to say out of habit, because there's definitely a benefit to having these large boxes come out, but maybe a little out of obligation because like like you said, like it's not a starter box. It's really more of a collector's thing. But the models are only going to appeal to some people. So it's really a collector's thing for the core book that's going to be available for free online. And those data cards are, they're not data cards, but like all the, the data sheets are going to be available online until we get codexes. And then those mission cards are going to be available separately. Like it's. In a way, by having a better, more solid plan on how they're gonna follow up that launch box, it almost makes the launch box feel I don't want to say pointless because goddamn I want those tyrannys a couple of times. (laughs) Um, And I do want that I do want all the 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 books and stuff that comes in it, but it, it really feels more like an offering for veteran player than previous launch boxes have been.
0: Yeah, it really does. Um I mean in, in you know, don't get us don't get don't get us wrong, this is an amazing box set and well well worth its value. Um unless you really have like you have no motivation to get the any of the new models or the gumption to sell them to any of the thousands of people that will want them,
1: mm-hmm.
0: then maybe you don't have a reason to get this box set. But it's a great it's a great box um, and this the rule book is huge it's it's 330 pages so it's massive um, has you know the usual right tons of, of little background section for everybody um, and like I said the neat thing that they do is they tell you in the book what each current combat patrol exists of like consists of for models sure so if you already have a you know core and demon army you can okay so these are the models I need. Right. To be able to, to play combat patrol. Um and as they said the, the core rules section, right, the, the page numbering restarts there, which is great. It starts over. So for the purposes of things being consistent, page ten in the core rules of this book will be page ten in the core rules of Whatever other rule books they release, um, that's good. Yeah, it, it makes things nice, nice and easy for Errata and referencing pages. Um, but I mean, for the they put a lot, a lot into the background section of this book. Right, pages twenty to one hundred ninety nine are all background. Wow. Um, and there's uh. You know and then they go over the core rules which is is not too many pages um then there's actually uh about twenty pages for crusade and eleven pages for combat patrol huh. um, so all the combat patrol like I said like you've been talking about I think this is gonna be a really exciting way for people to either start playing this edition or get into the game. Um, because the combat patrol is, is whatever's in the combat patrol box. It's defined everything theoretically, including the rules downloadable online. Um, but there's, you know, six combat patrol missions tells you how to set up, gives you all your objectives. You don't even need, uh, the mission deck to play. Nice. um, there's way more core stratagems now. there's eleven core stratagems, and you know that the weird color coding system they had for last edition, which was like epic deed, strategic maneuver, things that meant absolutely nothing, yeah, now the way they color code them is either player's turn your turn and opponent's turn,
1: oh, now we're talking, yeah, so now that is color coding that is useful,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes it super easy to uh. To figure out when you're able to use it, and um, also that as they promised, the terrain rules are, are are short and sweet, which is nice. And yeah, um, last
1: edition terrain rules got a little
0: hairy. Yeah, m- like thousands, uh, hundreds of combinations you could do. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I, it was cool from like a, a. a you know thematic stamp like it felt cool but actually doing it was not fun
2: yeah no (laughs) it's it's one of those situations where like isn't this gonna be fun on paper and once you actually do it like like getting uh when you start doing a really complex painting scheme and you think man this is gonna be so rad and then you start actually painting (laughs) it you have this
0: is uh, not rad. Yeah, that's where Harley's not, not
2: rad at oh, all. How
0: many check marks do I want to... Yeah. Diamond pattern?
2: I can do this. I'm patient. Nah. No, you're not.
0: Painting a diamond pattern on one model was fun. Now let's do the other 40. Yes. Oh, yeah. God. Um, yeah, and uh, again, right, the crusade rules appear in here as they promised. Um. And luckily they're, they're giving... Current Crusade players, a way to transfer their current Crusade to the new edition, which is not in here, but again, it's supposed to be another thing available online.
2: So I usually detest reading rules um, during a podcast, but I am curious about what the 11, and you don't need to go into detail, I'm just curious what the 11 core stratagems are, especially compared to what we currently have.
0: Yeah, so we used to as everybody know, right, the three from the last editions where the, the re-roll automatically pass the leadership and interrupt the fight phase. Um, let me get to them.
2: It was also overwatch. I oh believe. yes, that was
0: also a stratagem. Um, I think that was it, right? Yeah. So the the command reroll and the interrupt uh, fighting is still there, as well as insane bravery. Um, Overwatch is also still a core stratagem. So your your four previous stratagems still exist. You know have this one is is a neat epic challenge, which you can use in either player's turn. Uh, basically, your you pick a character, um, and in your model, and they get precision attacks for the rest of the round, right? And this is, again, this is the, the keyword edition where we do have a, uh, a lot of, uh, weapon ability keywords and other, <clears throat> and other keywords, excuse me, but, um, way less than there were before, which is nice. But precision just means, um, you can call out a character and attack them because his characters are attached units now.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Right. So you're, you're literally issuing an epic challenge. Um. The other ones are grenade, which lets you use a grenade, so you can't just – looks like you can't just use grenades now like you used to be able to. Um, Tank shock. Tank shock is back.
2: Hopefully that means that grenades are more powerful, uh, because they used to not necessarily be worth that.
0: Yeah, so the way it works now is you roll 66, and every 4-plus is a mortal wound, right, which is – If you have have the grenade. So these all go off keywords. So grenades is going to be a keyword on units. Um, Tank shock is back.
2: Tank shock. Does that mean insane heroism is back too? Not insane heroism, but, um, what was that rule about standing in front of a tank and, uh, hitting? (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: You could, you could try and, and kill it before it went through you. Um, yeah so that is not back but basically the so tank shock you get to roll dice um a unit you're engaged with after you charge and then on a five plus the enemy unit suffers motor wounds up to a maximum of six um yeah, so it's it's kind of neat, right? You just, you pick a melee weapon that your tank is equipped with, so I'm sure things like the jeanster Code, the huge death roll on the front will obviously be way better at tank shock than than other units. Um, That's good. Rapid Ingress is a new one. You basically can Deep Strike a unit at the end of your opponent's movement phase instead of uh, your own.
1: Mm. Hmm.
0: And we have Go to Ground, which... Gives you a six plus invulnerable save and the benefit of cover for the rest of the turn. So, uh, and then we have smoke screen, which um, smoke is going to be a keyword, right? So, this isn't like the fire smoke like vehicles had before. Uh, this gives all models in the unit cover and the stealth ability. Uh, I don't know what stealth means, it refers to two different pages, and I'm not going to go look. <laughs> I'll look in a minute. Um, and then you, there's also the last stratagem is a uh, six-inch heroic intervention after the enemy unit charges. Oh. So, yeah, co- a couple new things to play with. Um, it's in, I think, you know, they probably expanded the core stratagems a little bit because they're cutting down on... Right, you get your detachment, which has six now, so...
2: Which I'm very fine with because you'll learn those 11 core stratagem once instead of having to learn 40 stratagems per army.
0: Yeah, exactly. Mm. And, and stealth is just minus one to hit. Okay. So anyway, yeah. So, um, you know, only 11 course, str- there's 11 core stratagems now, but balances out cutting down on, the stratagems each faction has. And um so again, and like they said, right, there's no more power level, it's just points. So strategic reserves is still a thing and it's just changed to points instead of power level. Right, not too much of a big change there. Although they did take away, which my pencher is sad for, the thing where you could just uh come out of strategic reserves into combat. Mm-hmm. So that's not a thing anymore, but that makes and that makes me sad. Um. So lot like I said, lots of keywords, or well, not tons, but it's a more keyword-focused edition, right? Where
1: yeah, I feel like I need flashcards. I
0: I I hope I would love to see every data slate pack come with a card. Yes, come with even if it's like a full dot card, like the uh, like the bigger units in Age of Sigmar have, right? Yeah. With just all the different all the keywords. keywords on there, and even the core stratagems. Sure. Right. If you get room for it, that would make life so much simpler. Um, so, I mean, you know, you guys, you, you have access to the core rules uh, out there listening. They're available now. Um, I, I don't think there's any point in us going over them unless you guys have specific questions about something.
1: No, I'm sure we'll talk more uh, we next going. episode. Yeah. Also, once we have a little time to dig in,
2: yeah, I I had questions about the stratagems because so much of how some of the armies are gonna work is gonna be dependent
0: on how those core stratagems work and that is a big change. So I was very curious. Yeah, and they're they're all you know, it's a unit that has to have the grenades keyword or the smoke keyword, so once we have data slates available we'll get a better idea of what units actually have those things.
1: Huh.
0: Um but I I'm glad that they expanded that. I think some of them are really neat, like tank shock, right? It's not, not super complicated like it used to be, but it's back in seventh edition, but it's still a thing. I like a, a kind of neat thing. Just drive your tanks versus people before you do combat and maybe get some mortal wounds in. And there's uh, a whole little crusade campaign in there. There's some, um, the, the combat patrol missions. And like I said, you get the mission deck for the new official way to play 40k, which is one of the things I also think that I am most excited about is actually trying to play some games with that.
1: I, I love that. I love the setup and go big fan.
2: Yeah. I'm into this to play the game, not to prepare to play the game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know it feels like, okay, I can, I can read the rules which I have, or I, but it, like I'm not until I actually sit down and play. I'm not going to be like, oh, okay, so that's that's neat now, right?
1: Um, I'm excited for it. Was it Gambits, right? Yeah, and there's
0: yeah. <laughs> there's a uh, do you, uh, there's some really neat ones in there too, um, over the ones they have showed us. But yeah, it's just like, oh, if I can do this weird crazy thing, I'm just going to get thirty VP.
1: Everything is going terrible. Let's.
0: But hope. I have a chance. I Let's have, hope. and you know. You know there are players who bank on that chance every game anyway. So. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: I think Gambit is going to be a, tr- a real love it or hate it kind of thing. Like, yeah, this is stupid. I can't believe I lost because my opponent got my Gambit off. But then that person's gonna be like, this is awesome. Yeah, right? It's the best thing ever. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> it
1: shouldn't
2: have worked. You should have been better. <laughs> the, the thing is, like, the Gambit is public. Oh, yeah, for from sure. The moment it's on, and it's from turn three, so... To a certain degree, if, if you were already winning enough that your opponent chose a gambit and you were still not able to stop the gambit from paying off, I mean, what do you got to complain it? about? Like, oh, yeah. oh, but, but I, either through bad luck or bad play, you deserve it. I
0: think uh, I think you, you reveal it turn three, right? So, yes, yeah, so you have three turns to, to try and stop them. But you know there's going to be those players that just every game, you're like, well, if I'm ahead. I don't care. I'm going for the gambit. Or... I'm in a good position. I don't care. I'm going for the gambit. Sure, but listen.
2: Yeah, exactly. I I feel like the gambits make it so that exactly how it's been described. Like it's there. It's there so that if the
0: game doesn't get boring because someone gets steamrolled. Yeah. Well, and and just you know, I I like that the way we've been playing for since you know second edition was you know your objectives the whole game right you know what you're trying to do yeah. for the for the whole game um there were some was some hidden stuff in in second edition but you know at least third onward everything was up front you know what the objectives were you know what you had to do and now it's like oh we're halfway through the game well guess what i'm going to try and do this and just adds another surprise element to the game you, you, it makes it so you can't you can't have that concrete battle plan even with the the flipping the cards every game yeah I would hope that in in tournaments, right, you won't know what mission you're playing until you get to the table. for 10th edition tournaments.
1: Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, I think I mean cuz I don't I don't play a lot of tournaments, but the ones I play are pretty big.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just play at Adepticon.
1: Right. I just play. I go hard. And, uh, I don't
0: play in fine. these in these puny local things every year. I only <laughs> I go for the big game. Locals. If it's 100, if less than hundred players, yeah, not interested. Yeah,
1: but I, yeah, but I don't win there. <laughs> the game I won. You this win year,
0: something. Yeah.
1: I well, yeah, but I don't it's not win games. games. <laughs> no, we got to win because we didn't have an opponent. It was great.
0: <laughs> hey, a win's a win, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. Take it.
0: Sometimes God. the folks.
1: This year's going to be different. <laughs>
0: We're gonna have even numbers of teams this year.
2: <laughs>
0: um, yeah, so it's it's a there's a lot of, of content in that book, um, especially the background section, and and it's just like every time right they they go have a little section for each army, that that appears, and sadly as we've discussed with our previews. Uh, there is no section for our poor harlequins.
2: You're you're mourning like an army that's already been ate up and digested by the Aldari. I know. I know. But still, I I'm with you. I love the harlequin. Like that brief that brief bright moment in time where they had their own codex and we got well, a bunch of new models for them. I was so happy. You you gotta understand. I had a Harlequin army before Harlequins yes. were an army. They were based mm-hmm. off like eighth edition Eldar with, that uh, I maxed out as much of the, uh, the, the, the one unit of, uh, of, uh, what do you call it? Of a Harlequins that you could get that, that would be like
0: making like a Corsair army today. Mm-hmm. I love Harlequins, but there, you gotta let go, man. Uh, no, I mean, I'm sure I guess it's more that. They're, they don't exist as their own thing because, like I said, I am – I would be very surprised if when we got to the Eldar Codex, Eldari Codex, whatever you call them these days, um, there was not a detachment that was like uh, a troop detachment, right? And then – and I'm sure the Harlequins will be in that book as all their respective choices for an army anyway. So you can still play Harlequins. Yeah. They're just not – they're – their own thing into, I mean, and I don't even know, right. We don't know yet. We could on day one, there could be a Harlequin detachment that they release. Right.
2: I, that's
0: the thing. Like, I'm pretty sure my bet would be that when the codec,
2: there's going to be, Bunch of detachments for the various craft worlds and then a Yanari detachment and a Harlequin detachment.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and
2: that's that's gonna be your stuff.
0: You know, I, I think a lot of people have been you know, you see in the previews where they're like, Oh, are we gonna see rules for Dark Angels? And then people are like, Well, no, there's no faction specific rules in this edition. Well, look what's coming tomorrow for a preview.
1: And I mean Codex Dark Angels was on the yeah. short list in the roadmap.
0: Like, I, I get that you know, they're telling you it doesn't matter what army your color is painted anymore because it doesn't. Like, you can play whatever the detachment is, and you can be painted whatever color your guys want to be painted. But you can't – like they're not – like they said – like you said, there's gonna there's already a Dark Angels codex. They're not going to axe Ravenwing and Deathwing because they're specific Dark Angels things. Right.
2: Right. And I mean – you can't have like sanguinary guard running around with like dudes on wolves or, or worse. Like there, there's certain mixes that just will not work in between those specialized space marine ch- chapters. They've well, been and, they've been their own thing for too long.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and here's the interesting part, right? Is it's not Codex supplement on this list. Right,
0: it's its own thing.
1: So like, if you really just want to yeah. play dark angels. I'm pretty sure you can just wait for the Dark Angels codec.
0: And that's I got. That's another great move, which they unfortunately yeah. switched back to for 9th edition, where it was, oh, you want to play Dark Angels? Well, you got to buy the Dark Angels you book and the Space Marine book. book. Yeah. yeah. Which was unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it looks like they're going back to just one book, which would be great because you'll buy that data card pack for your Dark Angels. It'll have all the data cards in there, whether they're Dark Angels specific units or not. Hopefully, and you'll be good to go. Come on, (laughs) G-Dubs. You're You're so close. close. Don't don't let us down (laughs) now. so close. Um, Yeah. So, um, 10th edition is is so close on the tips of our fingers, you should be able to see the rules now. They should be available for free download. Um, At least the core rules. And so close. You know that the next week, the 10th, is the pre-order, and the release date is the 24th. So you get your two-week pre-order window. We get in just in time before the end of, the, of July. Um, so they did say it was coming in July, and they certainly picked the last Saturday to do so. But
1: June, but yes. Oh,
0: June. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> last Saturday in June, so you, you technically do get it before the end of, end of June.
1: Oh, yeah. i oh, yeah. Um Like when October <laughs>
0: happened. Uh,
1: don't no this. This won't be. This won't be another I'm October. Sorry, it can't. To- it cannot be another sorry. October. I didn't mean to invoke that at this
0: juncture. Oh boy! Just... Just
2: calling about <laughs> ancient dark forces that do not need to be reawakened. That's <laughs> true. Right. Um, and
0: think... sadly, if you were a fan of some of those those four-drilled units, they are being retired with tenth edition. Mm-hmm. No more. No more Dimicaron. Um uh, and some of these It is weird that they're retiring some of these like the the list of things that's getting retired is bizarre yeah it's a little little weird i'm i'm hoping that some of the you know the units that were more used like the doikaron like as we've been saying like oh it'd be great if we had like a a big tiered monster in plastic right maybe mm. the doikaron is going to be the thing that's coming over to plastic who knows hope
2: so it would be neat because i mean it's 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 a fun model i can't i'm i'm weirded out because i thought it was one of their
0: well-selling oh it definitely was there's a time where uh, i believe like the demikaron if you're going to play tyranians you need to have at least one demikaron so it definitely sold well there's definitely a bunch of them out there um, so going back to the,
2: uh, I had a trigon before they were plastic thing. I'm hoping that this is a case of some people will be able to say I had a different on before they were
0: plastic. Yeah, that'd be great.
1: I mean, we'll know that sooner than later.
0: That's true. True. And, you know, some of them makes sense. Like all the, like they've made the plastic, they have made the contemporary dreadnoughts into plastic now. Right. So those kind of make sense. Um, the the greater demons i believe yeah. I, if i recall i mean i know the new grading the plastic gritting clean one is way bigger than the forgeable grid and clean one because i have both i assume the bloodthirster uh-huh. and the other ones are the same like they're smaller than their plastic counterparts now which when they came out they're definitely prettier when, which when these forgeable models came out they were bigger than the than the models that were available at the time so right so they're not probably not quite as appealing as any anymore um, I love a piece of resin you could kill somebody with. It's just
1: <laughs>
2: good. Just. <laughs> I have a Gargantuan Squig, and that definitely qualifies. That's
1: what I'm saying.
2: It's very spiky and heavy. Yeah, I have. Mm-hmm. I need to paint. Uh,
0: I have the uh, the giant squig, and that thing is uh, is beefy. But um, in some of the charity units, I mean, really, it's – I think the Demikram De- was more, more popular, too, but – Hopefully, I mean, like I said, there's, they only they got rid of two turn units. Hopefully, they'll be moving those to plastic. That'd be great to see. Yeah, because they kept a bunch of other ones,
2: like the the really big ones, like Hirodol, uh, the, uh, the the
0: the yeah. and the that other thing, Herodon. They're all still there. And some of the other stuff they're getting rid of. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a Necron Pylon in person, ever. Because mm. it's like a... I have because I gave one to my brother. <laughs> decades ago (laughs) because it's like a really neat terrain piece kind of
2: it had some pretty good i know it does
0: stuff but back in the day that was like it was like it was for like a titan. it was like the biggest gun in the game yeah it was like an anti a titan killer but yeah
2: static but could deep strike and it had a massive gun yeah also, I think it had rules that it helped resurrection yeah. uh, close to it. Like, it.
0: It did a bunch of things. It was neat. The only thing I'm sad about is all the stomp accessories. Uh huh. Uh huh. But that's okay. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't ever. Uh, I wasn't probably ever going to buy them anyway. So. <laughs> um.
1: The Hellblade is gone for chaos, which I I do have. Uh. Oh, so that yeah. like that, that'll be one that I mean, wouldn't that be fun? I wouldn't mind those two planes coming in plastic, especially because they're I, so pointy. Pointy
0: resin is horrible. The worst. It's, fun. yeah it,
1: very I have, bendy I have the um uh the aeronautica. I have the Eldari plane and they yeah. are. I lost the tip of a wing like it broke in transit. And I am like, I just have to fix it. And I am mad about
0: it. Yeah, I was I was sad when the bunch of the aeronautic expansion planes were like, "Oh, Forge World only." Yeah, yeah. Sad, but I
1: bought them though.
0: <laughs> I bought it. Um. So, I'm sure as the weeks come up, we'll be getting more more previews for 10th edition, and we'll be back with more information as we have it. Hoping to see some some unit cards and and really getting to dig in. But we won't know until they let us know. And then we'll let you know. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we will talk to you in a couple weeks. Thank you for listening to 40K Radio, part of the Free Buddhas Network. You can contact us via email at hosts at 40kradio.com or on the Free Buddhas Forum. Please check out the other podcasts on the Free Buddhas Network. Until next time, remember that in the grim darkness of the far future, there is only war and cookies.